All right. I don't know how, but it's already that time of year again when teams and leaders are thinking about how do I develop my people in 2023? How do I invest in the team? Maybe it's, you know, maybe there's been a struggle with retention and turnover. Maybe it's more just moving forward and helping people grow and uh, move into their leadership role. Or maybe actually it's more of a strategic planning thing and we need to get ahead of things and, and think about our goals and where we're going to focus in the new year. No matter where you're at, this is a place that we can help at Greenhouse Coaching. So our custom workshops along with one-on-one coaching is really geared towards teams in this way. Uh, we have a track in our membership that really is for people leaders and helping them develop in those skills. So you can reach out to us using the link in the show notes. The cost really depends on the package that you select, but simply put, you can select packages that start at $250 per person per month. And so it's a very affordable way to kind of scale this across your team. So you can learn more by going to greenhousecoaching.co slash contact. And also the link will be in the show notes. Okay, so, you know, I already know what our topic was today because we were going to talk about quiet quitting. Uh So it was just perfect to me that yesterday you and I had this I thought oh, hysterical yes. conversation <laughs> that I just have to share because oh no, it, I'm sorry, it was just adorable. Okay, so you were adorable. It was really kind of funny. Thank you, but I'm Thank sure it was you. very disappointing to you. Okay, so there's this really hot show out there, Severance, which you seem to have just noticed, even though it's been out. Okay, for a, in my uh, defense, <laughs> I started watching it. It was, you know, how sometimes you're in a mood for a show, like you want something fast and action, or you want something pensive. And oh, I okay. wanted fast action. I was watching like CIA espionage okay. movies, and then I turned on Severance, and the first episode oh, is like incredibly s- slow. And walking I, through white hallways so very slowly. <laughs> I I did kind of like put it up on hold for later. Okay. I, I I was like, this is probably going to be good, but okay. So I I will take that statement back. Thank you. Okay, you're waiting for the mood. I and I actually totally relate to that because yeah. sometimes not in the mood. It just is. It so was slow. At the start. It was. So yesterday you and I we were talking outside, and you're like, oh my god, wait a minute, Sunday. Have I have I even told you I'm watching Severance? And I was like, oh yeah, you are. And I was so excited for you because I had already watched it. Yeah. I freaking loved it, yeah. right? And so I'm thinking, I'm so excited for my coworker because he's watching this great show that I loved. We could talk about it. Well, and you and I both love stuff that goes really deep and dark. Like we can oh, yeah. go there mm-hmm. where we'll both say that like our spouses aren't <laughs> into that so much. Like we kind of like to go there sometime. It's almost therapeutic or like yeah. helps to- Whereas, yeah. So anyway, the fact that it's like a really kind of weird, messed kind up thing going on, yeah. I I like that. And so I knew you would too. I was like, yeah. you got to watch this show. You're like, Steve, I already watched it. Already watched it. Already watched it. So you are telling me, oh my gosh, I, I, I cannot wait to get home from work today because I'm going to watch the final episode. And I was sharing in that joy with you. I was like, uh, oh my God. I was like, you should actually watch here in the office. Remember I was like, and you're like, no, no, no. And then you had this event to go to and all uh-huh. this. And so you told me some things that you saw on Severance. Oh yeah. Yeah. I won't give it away for anyone yeah. who's, but I was basically explaining some stuff in the last yeah. episode that was like, and then they see the, the big picture, screens yeah. and her mm-hmm, face is on the screen. Mm-hmm. Remember and, who was painting. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, it's been a while since I watched it, but it feels like you're really close to the end, except you didn't say the big reveal things. And so I was like, I can't say it, but I can't wait till you watch it. Right. Because I kept saying, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get home. And like, 
after yeah. I put Lucy to bed, yeah. I'm going to watch the last episode yeah. of Severance and yeah. I cannot wait to see what happens. So <laughs> I even said goodbye to you in the parking lot with enjoy Severance tonight, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So today I talked to you and I'm like, how was it? And you're like, oh, oh, oh. You want to tell our listeners what happened? Well, I, I mean, I told you like, <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, it was so disappointing because I'm all excited. Okay, yeah. kid is in bed. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I set got, that stage. We know it's a lot of work to get to that quiet moment at night. Right. It was a lot of yeah. work and everyone in the house knows I cannot I wait to watch this episode. <laughs> no one's bugging me. And then I started, you know, I'm like, get all comfortable. I put in my AirPods so no one can. I'm like, yes, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. Turn yeah. it on. And like three minutes in. It cuts out, it's done, and it moves to, you know how Apple TV will like go to the Suggest, next type of show? Yeah, yeah. Because you're done with every... We're done. And I'm like, no, 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 I want to watch the last episode. And it's like, no, we're moving you on to whatever, some cowboy movie. I'm like... Yeah. You wait, already watched the last episode and didn't know it. It was so that, depressing. It was very depressing, but very hysterical to me. I just feel like it was hysterical how you were so looking forward to it. I then I was know. like, were you disappointed in the ending? No, it was it just was, I had already seen the ending. You just <laughs> didn't, didn't know it. Know it was I the thought ending. there was one more episode for some reason. And then but then it sparked this whole other thought today, which is what like, was that, Steve? Well, <laughs> you know how there used to be like the show was on once a week mm-hmm. and you really look forward to Thursday night when, you know, the new Survivor episode was on. Yeah. And like my whole family would gather around oh, to totally. watch it. Mm hmm. And now it seems like everything, there's just constant, you can kind of binge stuff because there's everything's there. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting how Apple TV is almost like changing the game again where they do release all the episodes of a season, but then there's a big gap until the next season. Also, they don't always, like if you you watch Severance, sure. they do like a week. Like I was I was watching this other one, The Girls Sink Surface maybe, uh-huh. uh, and it's like every Friday. Yeah. Hulu's doing it a little bit too. I'm watching The Patient with Steve Carell reap e and the episodes are only like by the way like 30 minutes long pisses me off but they only come out every like friday yeah yeah so it is but it brings me back and i think they're smart though i don't i don't know if they're doing intentionally i feel like everything they do is intentional but it kind of gives you that anticipation of (laughs) now we need to bring it back old school yeah well it's kind of like i mean we're talking we're september 2022 yeah Ted Lasso, everyone's on like cannot wait for the new Ted no, Lasso they to did come it out. Great. Yeah, we couldn't wait. And it is. It's it kind of it works. It's it kind of like the, the fun back. I think it is on purpose because it's like their release of the yeah. iPhone, yeah. where they do this huge build up and everyone's talking about it. And they yeah. did, I don't know if you saw, there was some kind of commercial for their new AirPods where um Helly from Severance, mm-hmm. she shows up in the background. She's like this random girl who walks onto the subway train. And that's it. <sighs> But like it's it's yeah. during just mm. an employee of Apple giving a talk about the oh AirPods. God, that's right. They like drop these little yeah. subliminal hints. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, back to you. I just thought it was hysterical. So it's like note to self, notice when it's the last episode, you know, so that I'm not all excited for you for absolutely nothing. But I just <laughs> thought it was a great story to start with since we're talking about quiet quitting today because like that's the extreme of some major dysfunction at work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It is, uh, it, it, it's like the extreme version of, it's weird, it's worse than an office space for sure. Oh, yeah. But you add in these like religious elements mm. and these cultish wow. things. And mm. then, anyway. Yeah, we will. That's all we'll say about that. 
So I just thought that really ties into quiet quitting. I think I can see the connection, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm excited to talk about today. So yeah, if you're new to the show, my name is Steve Perkins, and this is Sunday Marcourt, and we are from Greenhouse Coaching. We are coaches ourselves, but we also lead a team of other coaches and work with organizations and individuals. And and so we talk a lot about things relating to career and life and growth and development, but it was just it was interesting to us that lately one of the most popular topics out there is quiet quitting. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like right in our wheelhouse, but yet uh very few people had used the term yeah. in our, you know, community or in our uh client circles. Yeah. And now when you like look for it, you like you could search it in podcasts too and you'll find it everywhere. You'll also like you can look on TikTok and find it. But I was completely in the dark about it. So do you want to know what I thought it was at yeah, first? Uh-huh. I thought it was, well, you know how this younger generation tends to like, um, even in my own household, maybe have a job and just decide one day, I'm done. And then they leave. I thought that's, in my mind, I thought this was what quiet quitting was. It's like you ghosted your job. Like yeah. you just quietly quit. That's better than me. When I okay, first heard the term, I thought it was just people leaving and not saying they are. Okay, like, <laughs> just okay so very very similar, not, actually broadcasting the news you know you just okay quitting but just not broadcasting yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was neither of those yeah so it was kind of fun to uh look into what what it was actually Uh and so actually curious listeners out there are you dying to know what it is if you're like i don't know what quite quitting is either yeah well well see that's what we do here at at the career sweet spot podcast we really just like we do it for you because you're do. all you're all nervous yeah. to admit you don't actually know what there, it is. So people, we'll say it. Yeah, some are putting their brakes on and the car right now going, <laughs> what is this new term? Yeah. I have to know. Okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> it's I just have so it's really this. It's just simply it's not it's about not taking your job too seriously. Or so I've got a few definitions here. So I looked up different ways of saying it. This is what I found. Uh-huh. Uh, or switching off completely once your day is over. Okay. Or do being, doing the bare minimum to avoid being fired. And it's a belief that life should not revolve around your job. So those are the nice ways of actually saying it. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, to me, those sound like. Well, see, this is what's funny I, to me about um, terminology. Like, you know, I'm not a person who like likes themes and let's name everything. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really bad at that. But I know a lot of people like that. And I'm just sitting there kind of mad at quiet quitting because I'm like, no, this has always been a thing, but now everyone thinks it's yeah. a new thing because there's yeah. a name for it. Right. But what's interesting to me in the actual data is you've got basically like when the pandemic was starting, all of a sudden engagement rates at companies was like plummeting, it started yeah. plummeting, and it's been really low and and changing ever since. And so really it was almost like this slow build up until there was a name where yeah. people were actually checked out for a long time mm-hmm. and it's been going on so long and it's been such a like a problem that that someone decided to name it if you ever wonder like who where did the name start Who's actually the first? i think there's actually oh, i didn't write it down but there's actually a person on tiktok who started it wow and i'm sorry that i don't have that exact one um that's impressive but something similar to it uh-huh. that i did find see why did i write this fact that i'm about to tell you down and not that one was that <laughs> In April of 2021, mm, ready? Mm-hmm. China began their own social protest called Lying Flat. It means the exact same thing. But notice it was right, same timing. It was mm-hmm. like, 
about, so they had this, and they're basically, it's the rejection of societal pressure to overwork, to work hard. Yeah. So, but they have the lying flat. I like that. I like. <laughs> I know. I wonder what the interpretation, it's like quiet quitting is a little catchier, but yeah, lying maybe flat. lying flat. <laughs> it feels like I'm taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know exactly where it started, but I know it started somewhere in that, uh, yeah, during exactly, as you said, around the pandemic time. And I think it was just like, you're right. It's always been around, but something about the shift that took place in the world and also felt like people struggled with their boundaries all of a sudden too. Remember, we got tons of coaching clients who were like, I feel overwhelmed because I used to like simple things. Like I used to drive home from work and listen to music to decompress, or I used to drive home from work and listen to my, and now all of a sudden this blend of work and home. And we had a lot of burnout people. And also they were like, we can get more, the bosses are, you can get more done. And and I think there was like this silent protest Mm -hmm. where people were like, I am done. And so that's what I'm imagining quiet quitting came out of something like that. Yeah. I was also thinking before I started looking into it more, I was thinking it had more to do with if the boss can't be there staring over your shoulder and seeing you Mm -hmm. in the office, then it's easier to check out. Like people can get away with more. Yeah, absolutely. And the more I was looking into it, I'm not mm-hmm. seeing that show up much in mm-hmm. the research. That's not. It feels like it could be that. It feels like it Maybe could be. Maybe there's one person. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, I think in a lot of cases that we hear with clients, it's the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many virtual meetings. Yeah. They're actually more, uh, have, have more to kind of be engaged with all the time yes. versus like, yeah. oh, you're at home and you can like, hide and do different stuff. You don't always have to be Mm -hmm. on. How many times have we heard this? We have this one huge client in financial services. How many times have we heard them say, for some reason, it feels like the last two two years, I've worked harder than I've ever worked before. Yeah. Across the board. Everyone has said that. Yeah. Um, I think especially the big corporate environments are definitely Mm -hmm. like that. Because you think of all that happens in hallways and in between meetings. Someone yesterday, (laughs) they said, yeah, it's just, it's so weird. We can't, we, we don't get to like chat about what you did this weekend and that kind of stuff. And so um, I think in big corporate settings, it's not like, oh, you just work with a few people. You mm-hmm. work with hundreds of people. Yeah. And there's all this kind of mm-hmm. matrix cross functioning going on. And so you miss all of that mm-hmm. and you have to somehow make up for it with more meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting. I, I actually, I was looking up, you know, the Gallup poll. They always, the current mm-hmm. one said, mm-hmm. I thought I would read these three statistics because it's, it kind of leads to what we're talking about. It says 21%. So this was 2021 mm-hmm. Gallup poll. 21% would say they are engaged in work. Okay. That's a low number. Uh-huh. One in three say that they're thriving at work. And then 44% say that they were stressed at work the previous day. So I just thought those were numbers worth talking about or just noting because it's why I think the world has kind of made a shift. So what I really want to focus on today is now that we've talked about it is like, what are your thoughts around the extreme sides of it? Like what are the extreme sides of it? And where do the managers kind of fall into place with this too? Like what's their response to this? I also have some thoughts about generation, like the boomers versus, you know, the Gen Z's Uh um, in this way of thinking. I think there's some generational conversation there. I agree. So do you want to start with kind of the the bad side or the good side? We'll talk about the bad side. Okay. One of my first thoughts is, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't start here. <laughs> I'm thinking like, okay, if I, uh, the other day I paid a neighbor kid to mow my lawn 
and I paid him. And if he shows up and he only mows half of it, like that's not cool. Right. I'm not into that. Right. (laughs) And so I think there is one extreme. The negative extreme is people who might be like taking a paycheck and actually not really doing their job. Mm -hmm. That to me is just unethical. Right. So the, the truest, let's say, quiet quitters would say, well, that's not what we're saying. We're saying I'll mow the lawn. But I might not edge. Right. Which to this point of good and bad, I think I personally think that's <laughs> unless you're going to pay me to edge. <laughs> I know. I, I think that's fine. Yeah. But if you're taking it to the extreme yeah. of not doing what you're paid to do, that's not cool. Not cool. Um, so that in terms of like the bad side, that's where my mind goes first. Mm-hmm. I think this has got to be I think of the negative sides of it as it can't work in all. Um, what was it? Choices of employment. I was thinking about that too. Like there are some jobs in which you have to hustle to <laughs> to potentially get the work done. Okay, so uh, just a random one. I didn't even actually decide ahead of time of one, but I was thinking about how if you are a realtor, uh-huh. well, <laughs> if people want to see the house now or they want to put a contract in now or they want to see it over the weekend you could be trying to live in that quiet quitting place, but you will not succeed as, <laughs> as a realtor, uh-huh. right? So I was thinking about the setting of which, uh, and so what I'm hearing a lot of, you know, is that in certain settings, people are trying to get away with this, but in some settings, you just can't, like, you you can't quite quit or else you actually won't make a paycheck yeah. at all. Yeah, that's a good point. Another angle I was thinking about is how um, people can tend to, again, this is the negative side, people can tend to quickly look to shift blame, right? Like we do that Mm -hmm. as humans. Yeah. And so a lot of times in the workplace, and I I do think it's becoming more frequent the younger the generation, it's like, who can I blame? I'm blaming my boss or my company for my problems. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. what you and I know in coaching is there's actually so much control that most people have over their calendars that Mm -hmm. they don't exercise that Mm -hmm. they just quickly blame everyone else that their calendar sucks and it's like no you actually can make changes even in Mm -hmm. a corporate environment where there's a lot of like pressure on you yeah or a lot of others putting stuff on your calendar Mm -hmm. there's a lot you can do to own your own calendar and so um i think that's one of the negative sides is people really should be looking at taking more ownership of their calendar or their work Um, to create the scenario they want, but it's easier to just blame and say the company mm-hmm. is at fault. And so I'm going to like retaliate mm-hmm. by kind of doing less. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of it coming out of some angst around work-life balance. Yeah, I think that, so too. That people could take some ownership on themselves mm-hmm. too. I think another negative angle is that where's where do you use the sense of team? So let's just say I'm in a quiet quitting place in life and I'm like, but my coworker calls out sick for the week or something tragic happens on my team, but we still have a deadline for a potential client. Like, uh-huh. Does Where does that fall into place? There are seasons in which we, we go above and beyond because someone else needs us. And I'm like, do we, the extreme of that is like, nope, sorry, it's five. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, and I, those are the kind of unhealthy balances that I'm, right. I'm seeing that people could potentially be believing i guess i think so and i I think there is um there is a scenario where people could have the entitlement of i want all the benefits and do none of the work yeah and i think that's maybe one of the complaints of older to younger generation like 
Well, you don't step out of college and your first job, you get everything right. you want the exact way you want it. And we see that even with like we coach on career sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, my entire mission in life is like help people find their dream job. Yeah. But the reality is you don't step right into that day one. No. <laughs> you work. You, right. No, that's a really great point. You work really hard to get uh-huh. there. And, and so if we expect that yeah. and then we don't get that, we're like, well, then I'm not going to give work, go above and beyond. Okay, I guess you've got a little like life to learn is how I feel about it. I know, I feel the same way. And I feel like some of the young people already are being like, click. They're already gone. I know. We should have started with (laughs) Because I I do agree. And also sometimes I hate to say it, and this is what actually needs to change in the world, but when we step into those lower paying jobs in our first jobs, we don't always have the greatest management at those stages of life either. So it's a little bit like the hard, hard what is it called? Hard knocks. You know, it's just what you said. As yeah. you grow up and get more experience in different jobs, you you also might potentially the hope is to bump into better leaders, right? That value you and have those conversations in your time. But sometimes the leaders, your your manager when you're 18 and 19 year old is 23. Uh-huh. And so sometimes they're not the best at being a manager. So you're feeling this anger. Mm-hmm. Like I actually heard this one line on TikTok where they were saying, I'm going to return the energy I receive. They're like, you don't give me good energy. I'm not going to give you good energy. Yeah. That's exactly how they feel. Yeah. So that's in some ways, oh, gosh, extreme, but it's also like, it's worth <laughs> noting. I know that's where it's so, it's almost hard to talk about the bad and the good side yeah. because I do feel like I understand both. I do. I, I, it makes me think of, okay, you know, recently I was in a, had a car accident. I have to deal with all the insurance companies and mm-hmm. it's just all such a mess and it's so difficult. And that's what I found myself saying. <laughs> I guess I was quiet quitting the insurance companies because I was like, fine. Like, how come you get to never call me back, but I have to be perfectly on time? Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to stop calling you. <laughs> and they tried to reach me the other day and I didn't answer. And then was my first inclination, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a go getter. I was yeah. going to call him back the next morning. I'm like, no, no, you Make call me. <laughs> no, that's right. So really I get good. it. Yeah. I, I actually think that's there's a lot of good about that mm-hmm. mentality. They they also notice that they're tired. They've noticed. This is another thing I've heard them say. Is yeah. They're tired of getting and not giving and not getting. Yeah. They've noticed that in some workplaces you give, you give, you give, and they are not seeing that that person is getting anything different or, or the reward is like, what was that? I think there is, there's some video or TikTok somewhere where this guy worked there for 25 years and they gave him like a $25 gift card. There's like a <laughs> joke out there. Like that is not what working hard should look like. Okay. Well, can we go there with the good side then? Cause I, we can, we can actually bounce back okay because i have other well that just gets me i think what's so good about the quiet quitting yeah we'll call it a movement i think it really we're is. just afraid people are going to check out on our podcast because we we're saying so many negative things i know yeah, joe can we get this get, part at the beginning the <laughs> um i do think i actually think overall there's more good than bad mm-hmm, I didn't sound like that Mm-mm. at the beginning and i think it's good because for decades and decades the companies have held most of the power and so yeah. they can kind of mm-hmm. not always get away with every, every th- anything, but they can really like get what they want and you just have to conform your life to the company. Yeah. Right. That's why there's so many jokes about, you know, shows like Severance and Office mm-hmm. Space a long time ago. They're all about this, like how ridiculous the corporate world is. <laughs> yes. We we 
sacrifice ourselves in many ways to make the company happy because they've held all the power. Mm -hmm. I think what's good about this quiet quitting, I'll call it a movement, is it's shifting the power. And really, it's more like the pandemic Mm -hmm. helped shift the power back into the hands of the people more. And I mean, I'm sitting here as an employer saying that because I I really do think it's a good thing for everyone. If people have a little more power, then they can say like, well, no, I want this to be more of a balanced equation or I want to actually like have a life and not just sacrifice my family and my free time and everything for this job. So overall, I think it's a good shift. It's just like everything in our culture, the extremes went out on social yeah, media. So like they did. all the all the people who are angry get mm-hmm. heard more. Yeah. I don't think those people are saying the right thing. No. But I do think it's a good shift. Yeah. It's that working to live. So it's the working to live now and versus maybe it feels like in the 80s, especially they were like, you live to work. Like your job really on every television show felt like it was about yeah. the job. Right. right. So I, I agree. I think the shift is is really interesting there. Um one other conversation, here's where I would like to go is that mm-hmm. if this is happening, managers need to be having some conversations. Yeah. If you know that you're hearing this term flipping around, you know, uh, the quiet quitting part actually raises alarm for me because they're quietly angry. They're quietly dissatisfied in some ways. And maybe it doesn't have to be quiet quitting. Maybe it can actually be like, let's actually have a conversation mm-hmm. with our manager around what's not working on your calendar. What's not working with the load of work you're you're getting, right? So instead of quietly quitting, you know, open up and tell your manager what you need. And that's the other side where uh-huh. I feel like so the managers really need to listen. Yeah. To what people need. Yeah, I do I think you're right. I think this whole thing also highlights how there's been such a lack of that open discussion and good relationship between mm-hmm. managers and mm-hmm. associates and I mean, look at it probably what 80 some percent of the work we do with teams Mm -hmm. in in companies is this kind of like helping Mm -hmm. people have these conversations oh yeah i mean helping managers know other people Mm -hmm. helping team members like be real with each other it's Mm -hmm. it's a very uh common issue yeah so if the if the manager can't have a conversation just know that your people might potentially be quiet quitting so what's the risk the risk is Get it out there. Another conversation that I was reading about relative to the pandemic and times was, remember we had this big, like, we couldn't hire, companies were having a hard time hiring people. We're still in that place. In some ways, it seems to be changing. But so when they hired people, they paid these new people a lot more money or gave them amazing benefits. And where the disconnect also happened was the people who had been there forever felt like, what about us. It's like the Verizon thing. Like they're always giving better promos to new yeah. people. You're like, I've been a loyal customer for that, 20 years. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, oh, don't post the wages or something like yeah. that. And there's one of the things I was reading was like, why not? Because it actually gets the conversation out there. Now, you can have that honest conversation as a manager if the person's saying, hey, I deserve this. You can honestly, statistically tell them why they do or do not. You don't have that degree or you don't have that certification. But be prepared to have those conversations mm-hmm. instead of avoiding them. Right. And then people are getting all this anger and just le- you're losing loyal people. Right. And it makes sense that people would be angry when they're not treated like adults. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you keep all the information from me, and then craft this story that's not true about why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, people just feel like I'm an adult. I can handle the truth. Tell me mm-hmm. the truth. But we're all scared to talk truthfully yeah. because we've had this culture where we don't do that for so long. I think it's the same with um, 
Like we're in a world now where for a lot of people, uh, they both people work in the relationship and have a full-time job. And so they have kids though. And like something still has to happen to take care of the kids, drop them off, pick them up, yeah, care for baby. It's like, okay. And so we're all trying to figure out how this whole thing works. Mm -hmm. And you and I know like, this is a huge stressor for so many people because there isn't really a good solution yet. Um, And we're trying to create equity and all of these things, but Mm -hmm. there's also also just the reality of like, Mm -hmm. our system doesn't support how things work now. And so we Mm -hmm. still got this like corporate thing structure built around, Mm -hmm. hey, 8 to 6 p.m. every day, you know, doing this job nonstop. But like schools only are in session for half that Mm -hmm. time. And then what about babies? And and so (laughs) it's literally like the Mm -hmm. system does not work, Mm -mm. but the work system was built for a a different time with different scenarios. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like the whole factory system thing. Like, well, it was built for this factory system. Mm -hmm. The world is different now, but we haven't changed the workplace. So again, I think it's good. It's forcing some of this conversation that everyone's craving flexibility and Mm -hmm. freedom because of this. And it should be on companies to change how it's set up. Yeah. But like, I think there's a lot of fear around it. There's a lot of like, but then how do you, Mm -hmm. how do you just not let things get out of control? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just thinking about some extremes. So I have, one client I was talking to that said they hadn't had a performance review in four years. Mm-hmm. There, it's, he's like, I don't even know where I stand at all. And that's actually really frustrating him. Mm-hmm. And then we have other companies that we coach where they have performance management and reviews twice a year. And the only way you get to the highest one is if you are the person who goes above and beyond your job description yep. over the top. Yep. So these, so there needs to be some balance there Do People still want to hear and have something to strive for. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I know. We could do a whole other episode on this because <laughs> anyone in that kind of a system, mm-hmm. usually there's a lot of angst, stress, opinions around the performance management system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you're right. It's it's it needs to change. Yeah. Because so much of it was built off that like GE model where mm-hmm. it was it's very much about comparing you to your peers, who does a little more than the other. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, of course we get people who are burnout. And yeah. quiet quitting because the whole system's rigged to make rewarded. you have to yeah. do a little more than your peers. Yeah, we'll a lot more. And then you add on top of that, like we're constantly connected and mm-hmm. we can have our phones mm-hmm. there all day, all night. Yeah. So yeah, of course everyone's overworking. Yeah. What did we expect? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I had you know I had so much fun researching this, right? When you when uh-huh. we were talking about this, because yeah. I actually got sucked into TikTok land like <laughs> crazy. Mm. And I they did some extreme ones, like there was this girl at a call center. And the manager comes up to her and says something like, okay, so today you need to make you reach, you know, 400 calls. And she's yeah. like, uh, okay, hold on a minute. Let me look at my schedule. No, I'll reach 200. Thank you very much. You know what I mean? And the manager's like, well, the goal is 500. And she said this, this came out in several <laughs> TikToks. They were like, um, I'm going to act my wage. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that line. Like, I was like, okay. And then what does the poor manager, like think about this position. I do feel for the managers right now too, because yes. the younger generation is saying, I have a voice. I'm uh-huh. going to, I'm going to say how I truly feel. And so do we keep them? What does the manager do now? Oh, the quota was 500. You said act your wage. Can you see like the conversation's yes. a tough one? Yes. I thought that was hysterical though. But I do like that. They're line. pushing back a lot 
on if they feel if the job that's being expected of them doesn't match their wage. Well, here's an idea. I because I, again, like I do run a company. I understand that side of the equation, which mm-hmm. is hard these days. It's like oh, you can't make every, you can never make everyone happy, mm-hmm. and you're always doing it wrong. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, what do the what do the managers do? What do the companies mm-hmm. do? I think one answer is help develop your people in their ability to manage their energy. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to the calendar thing. Like Mm -hmm. people don't know how to manage their own calendar and be the boss of their own time. It's true. And so they get stuck in their own, in their own, you know, problem, but maybe that's where some coaching and some support could really help to say, all right, here's different ways to think about Mm -hmm. and actively manage your, not just your time, but your energy, because that's, Mm -hmm. That's the part that's changed in the workplace, but we don't yeah. talk about it. It's like, that's so good. We don't talk about it yeah. in onboarding. You know, it's just like, here's a calendar. Everyone's going to fill it from, yeah. you know, 6 a.m. <laughs> to 6 p.m. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, no guidance at all there. Yeah. Also, I love that you even said if the managers are talking to them about their energy, because also, I mean, you know, this in managing people too, that different people have different energy. Yeah. And so that's an important conversation to notice. So it doesn't mean you're bad or good. You have these spurts of energy here. We need to make sure that we're taking the advantage of the best you in that energy. Whereas this one, you are more in, maybe it's evenings, maybe it's days, maybe it's skills. I don't know what it is. But the point is, do you understand what, where my energy lies as my manager? Can I have that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no one size fits all Mm -mm. for that type of stuff. No. But hopefully, I mean, I hope that the, the pandemic highlighted the fact that like our calendars can change Yeah, because I think we all assumed they couldn't and it had to work this way. Yeah. And now we've seen like, no, it can change, mm-hmm. but there's some effort involved mm-hmm. in that. Do you have any thoughts on like, okay, what, do, <laughs> what do people do managers or associates like in this scenario to make it better? You talked well, about the conversation. Yeah. But. Mm. Well, I actually saw this, this, um, movement or let's just say uh, on LinkedIn, uh-huh. uh, somebody posted an article about quiet quitting and he's, he said, I'm going to make it a new trend. So maybe I'm helping right now uh, <laughs> with uh, quiet managing. And that was what he said. And I'm just going to tell you what I saw in his, his post. Okay. That yeah, was really interesting. And uh, that's because I'm not sure it's a big thing yet, but it just stood out to me. And what he's saying is maybe instead of having all of our people quiet quit, we need to quiet manage, which means to him, let people choose work where they want to work. Stop checking employees' start and stop time. Encourage guilt-free time off. Remove unnecessary meetings and distractions. Listen and get feedback and trust them to do their job. I thought it was just a, I know it's like a little saying that he was trying to go off of it, but the truth is that is what a lot of people are wanting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, it was it's just funny interesting. I'm, when you were reading that, I was feeling two things simultaneously. One was like, yes, this is good. Like, I love this. And the other goes back to performance management that a lot of people are listening going, yeah, but at the end of the year, Uh if I do those things, you're going to tell me, Mm -hmm. well, you didn't really do as much as the other person. So yeah, exactly. Also, let's talk about the people who actually have to show up to serve food at a certain time and leave at a certain time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there are some (laughs) jobs where you can actually work where you want to work. So I feel like that's also talking about a certain, you know, type of workers. Sure. But so is quiet quitting, right? Like yep. that's not really a it thing is. in the service industry or mm-hmm. the. Although I will say I had a conversation with someone in my kitchen counter the other day who was talking about 
quiet quitting. It was a friend of my daughter's and he was like, oh yeah, I'm doing that. He goes, basically I'm a server. And uh, um, in between, I just go over and sit at the bar unless someone needs me because he's kind of pissed off right now. Okay. You know, so he's like, whereas he might have been like scurrying yeah. to, you know, like also didn't your parents tell you when you got your first job, never sit down, <laughs> right? Always act yeah. I'll just, like you're cleaning something. Do you remember that? I think I'm just the nerd who did that on my own. Oh, wow. I, I would be so busy with all the, I had a job at Wawa once um, <laughs> and I, I was the guy who in between customers, I would go like wash the door handles and stuff. Okay. Because you felt the I don't need? know. I just like being busy. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. You, that's what motivated <laughs> you. I liked being busy too, but I do remember my parents being very clear. Yeah. Almost like they made me feel like you will get fired mm-hmm. if you ever sit down ever. Constantly busy. Yeah. But yeah, that, I think that's one of the things that'll be interesting how this shakes out because yeah. now it's kind of becoming a movement to yeah. no, don't do the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how, what will happen. Yeah. I don't know. Remember when I was talking about the generation things? Um, sorry that I had too much fun on TikTok. I swear this is my last one, but this one cracked me up. I hope it was you were to, at your cubicle while um, you would. I was at work. <laughs> <laughs> my cubicle. <laughs> Yeah, it was my job to like research. Yeah. And then I also learned a lot about recipes, low carb recipes. Like, you know, every once in a while I'd go squirrel and I'd be like, oh, you're researching quiet quitting on TikTok. Yes. Sunday, I've noticed you've been quiet quitting a lot lately. (laughs) We need to talk. Um, Do we? Your rating is plummeting. Mm -hmm. It's plummeting. (laughs) But what happens when everyone's rating is plummeting? Maybe this is actually. I think everyone just needs to kind of come together. They're like, if all of our ratings plummet together. Let's do that. But then, you know, the overachiever will be like, I'm going to plummet a little less than you. (laughs) Just a little less. Or they agree to in the group meeting, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's that person. (laughs) Of course. And the manager's like, look at that shining star. So there was this really funny one where it showed the boomer, the X, the millennials, and the Gen Zs just getting a little bit of feedback at mid-year review. Yeah. So Uh the boomer was, and they all were on Zoom, by the way. So they were just like looking at a computer and they're like, oh, mm mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The boomer was like, yeah, um, well, they're pretty much all retired now. But basically it was like, okay, I hate that feedback, but let me look at my spreadsheet. You only have to do two more years till you reach your retirement goal. You can do this. (laughs) It's like push through the pain, even Uh though you hate the feedback. Yep. The Gen X is, always feels like a weird word, Gen X. They'll get that feedback. And this person on the camera was like, all right, mm -hmm, yeah, they agreed. But then they were like, okay, theirs was, I need to strategically start looking for another job. Meanwhile, being still amazing, Mm -hmm. I am going to strategically, it's like they've checked out a little bit, but they're still there. All right. The millennials actually are right on par with the quiet quitting. The millennials were hysterical on there. They were like, "Uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as soon as they hung up, they're like, yep, it looks like I'm showing up nine to five and doing barely what it takes to get by. You (laughs) know, like they just decided check out. They're just checking out. Whereas the Gen Z's, I mean, this is the TikTok. This is not Sunday saying this. This was the TikTok. Okay. It was hysterical. They they look at the camera and they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh uh, no, I'm not doing that. And they just shut the computer. <laughs> That's I, good. I thought that was hysterical too. Kind of yeah. showed us uh, each one has yeah. its own process. And so this generation's talking about quiet quitting. And I feel like what it's doing is any trend that happens can be extreme. But also any trend gets the conversation started. And hopefully this term that we've both learned more about 
is getting managers to talk to their people and getting their people to talk to their managers. Because I think having a life outside of work is a beautiful goal. 